everybody. Welcome, and thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach. I'm here with Laura. Um, this is one of those episodes that we recorded in order for me to say things that I say in my office all the time. Couples come in, and they want to talk about resolving arguments. As you know, I'll say repair is more important than resolve. Repair is more important than resolve. Repair is more important than resolve. And then we ended up talking about what does that actually look like? And so today we're talking about kind of the art of an apology. And I think uh, I think there is an art to apologizing. I think there's also an art to receiving an apology. We talk about both of those things here. I'll let you know in advance that Rebecca and I are fine. Uh, we are back on the saddle after what was a couple of rough days here before we recorded this episode. But, you know, it's that's how it goes. There's ebbs and flows. I also want to say thank you so much for continuing to offer reviews on Apple Podcasts. We're up to 598. So how about this? In the spirit of small things often, how about just two of you get us over the hump to 600? We still need to get to 1,000, but, um, but, you know, baby steps and all that. want to remind you again about the upcoming workshops. I think this is the last opportunity to register for Laura's weekly series. We have ours coming up in October. Um, you can find more about that on marriagetherapyradio.com. But for now, let's get the ball rolling. This is us talking about the art of apology, how to do that well, how to receive it well. This is a very cool conversation. Stick around. What's new in your life? Let's talk about you. What's new in my life? Um, well, I'm going to Ireland real soon. Mm-hmm. When, are you, when do you leave? We leave in like a month. We leave in like 30 days. That's not from, real soon. Yeah, it I is. Leave, I leave we, for Tuscany plan- in a week. We've That's been planning soon. it for three years. Oh, that's right. And you're going for how long? Two weeks? Like two weeks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, it's going to be an adventure. Like we we really haven't spent that much time together alone since before we had kids. I mean, it's been Holy 20 years moly. since the two of us. I mean, two weeks is A, is a long time, period. But yeah. B, it's just not been a thing that we have really prioritized getting away by ourselves. So this, mm-hmm. has, been, this has been a long time in the making. Um, yeah. And, I, you know, we were supposed to go last year and then we didn't. We We postponed it to this year. And so... Yeah, like in a month, I'm going to uh, go go drive around Ireland and see stuff. And just Ireland? Are you gonna just Ireland? Yeah, we're going wow. in and out of Dublin. We're not going to Northern Ireland. We're just uh, we're doing like a big counterclockwise loop. I don't know if anybody knows Ireland, but sort of drive west across the northern part of Ireland, which is which is just south of the southern part of Northern Ireland, which is a whole mm. totally different country. And then we're coming down around the bottom and then back up. I mean, literally like just kind of the outside um, of this country. So I know this isn't necessarily what we wanted to talk about, but I do have some questions because I'm also embarking on a week long adventure with my husband. We're leaving. Uh We haven't been away from Holden for two years. Um, And we're going to Tuscany for my BFF's 50th birthday. Nice. And um, so... When I prepare for trips like this, what I mean, you taught me this, which is asking yourself on the airplane or, you know, in the car on your way to an adventure, what's the story you want to tell when you get back? When people Mm -hmm. say, hey, how was your how was your trip? And then you can manufacture and sort of manifest, if you will, the type of adventure sort of planning ahead. Like if you say I wanted to relax or we had tons of really like amazing sex or we like had the greatest conversations that we planned out our retirement. So what is your, what's the story you want to tell when we, when you come back and you're, and I say, how was, how was Scotland? Scotland, clearly a good listener today. Yeah. It's actually a really good question. I really appreciate the question, but honestly, I don't really know. I think I think I've started actually talking about it in therapy. Like 
what am I going to do alone with my wife for two mm-hmm. weeks? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, wh- how are we going to make sure to fill the time? Are we going to like have the right kind of conversations? Are we going to do the right kind of activities? Are we going to have lots of sex? Are we going to have, you know, are we going to be in touch with our family at home? I don't, I don't know, man. And I think it's, I think it's, I've got about a month to figure it out because, um, I think it's going to be really great. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really, really kind of curious to see what it is. Mm. And I guess I'm trying also to have a little bit of the, um, you know, I'm a world traveler now, kind of like I'm an expert. Somehow. He's been to Germany um, and Korea on business trips. Well, yeah, but, but, uh, um, that's pretty, pretty transformative, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, to have your first trip, to have it be so on the heels like that. Like, I, I think it'll, it'll probably be what I write my Christmas letter about, to be honest. Oh man, I can't wait to get your Christmas letter. <laughs> can't wait. Fun yeah. back. Uh, eight by 10. Eight and a half by 11. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, no, I'm, so I don't know, dude, I think it's, I think, uh, I think we've got a long way to come. We also, uh, we're also in like in a little bit of a fight right now. So thinking about all the things I want, the fun things I want to do with her in a month, I'm still trying to figure out <clears throat> how to get through the afternoon. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, hmm. it's weird. You got to kind of hold those two things in parallel. Yeah. But I'm thinking about, uh, like my trip to Tuscany, the things that I think about, like, oh, what am I going to do? I'm going to read really good books because I rarely have the opportunity to read. Um, are you going to read books is, like like nonfiction books or are you going to read like still No, I've been diving books? into fiction. And in fact, I'm looking for recommendations. So for those of you listeners who have read good books, I do not want your four stars. I want your five star books. I don't want to yeah. trudge through like Ooh, your semi one you. good ones. I got so, one for you. It's easy peasy. Hold on. Amazon. Here's I have to tell you the three books so far that I have gotten into in just the last week. Uh, so I finished... Oh, shoot. I completely forgot the name of it. Oh, Every Summer After. So that's like a good little uh, story. It's like a coming Are you still of reading your, like, uh, your sexy beach read novel books? Yeah. Oh, that one okay. was so are they, hot. Do these count as five stars? Or are they like, is this what you'd mean? That when was you a five-star five? book for me. Like oh, the love story okay. was, was great. Um, it's just light. Like I need so much lightness right now in my life. This is something else that I think about with it when it comes to travel is like you and Rebecca might be in very different places. And so what you're looking to get out of your experience in Scotland, like you might be looking for uh, like connection with your wife, whereas she might be looking for novelty and she might be looking for maybe a little bit of risk and adventure. So I, I think it's important when you embark on these journeys to discuss like, what's the thing that you need individually, but also what's the thing that you as a couple are are chasing? Otherwise, you're going to go on a vacation. You're going to have two very parallel experiences. And I think yeah. that those are important. And in fact, I did an entire session. This was kind of interesting. Session. There we go. There's session. The whistle. Session. Session. I had the old man whistle through the teeth for a second. Um, where all we did was talked about how they could negotiate their future uh, travels because they travel very differently. Like she loves to stack things and have things scheduled and she loves to make sure that she can, you know, do as much as she possibly can. He loves just sort of like the wander and the randomness and like the adventures that you just sort of happen upon, which very different styles of travel. And so we had to do an entire session and then I think even a follow-up session to figure out 
how can we make sure that it's going to be the best for the two of them? Yeah. They'd never traveled internationally together. Are right, you looking at the book for reads? You. Okay. No, I found what the book it? for you. Um, and this is, I think I would recommend this book a hundred percent of the time, uh, mm. to people who are interested in like, I just want a book that's going to be, uh, that's going to stimulate my brain, be interesting to read, decent plot. Does and it have good sex scenes? Um, no, I don't think it does, mm. but it's well, called we'll the Midnight see. Library. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you told me about that. Midnight Library. Okay. Yeah. Um, Midnight just... Library is an easy little five-star uh, vacation read that you can enjoy and it'll make you think and you'll be wondering what's going to happen next, but it's not, uh, cool. it's not gratuitous or anything. So it's by a guy named Matt awesome. H-A-I-G. Yeah. I've got that. Okay. So I've got that. Um, Hannah, mm, what's her name? Something Hannah. She, she wrote like the, the crawdads. It was a big read oh, yeah. where yeah, yeah. like the women Pelotoners <laughs> were all raving about it, but <laughs> yeah. I'm reading the I great alone. Movie. I want to say it's called about, um, I think they're in the, it's in the seventies and this family that moves up to Alaska and they're just sort of out in the wilderness. Um, I'm just trying to make it through. So I'm reading that. And then I'm also reading, uh, the people you meet on vacation, something okay. like that. Just really easy reads. The other thing I would recommend, uh, and I'm actually trying to do this, is read a book about that's set in Tuscany. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I did that when I went to um, Iceland. There was this book, I think it's called Burial Rites, and it was... It was a slow read, but it was really interesting to be driving around. Do you have a book for Scotland that you're going to read? I'm going to Ireland. <laughs> You said Ireland and immediately I thought of Scotland and how cool it would be to go and do the whole golf Scotland thing. And so now you're going to Scotland in my head. Yeah. I'm sorry you're going to Ireland. My buddy recommended a book about Ireland and golf, actually, about this guy who um, who went around finding all the, the he played like all the golf courses in Ireland and he ended up writing a novel about it. But I'm actually going to be re reading a book called Round Ireland with a Fridge. And so mm. it's about these guys who they, they just drive around Ireland, literally around it, kind of the same drive we're doing with a mm -hmm. refrigerator, uh, uh, trying to, I don't know, make the refrigerator a story. So that's my... It's random. But yeah, I know. I, I know. It's random, mm. but I'm excited um, about it. If you it. can remember the Scotland book about about golf, that would be a neat one to get yeah, my Yeah, I'm husband. not going to read that one. Oh, you mean the Ireland book about golf that my buddy recommended or the thing that you keep thinking about, which is totally disconnected from my trip? I guess it's the Ireland book. <laughs> I'm not tracking the ADHD. So you yeah. said that your clients came in and they said, hey, just question, um, is Laura getting crazier? Yeah, I had some clients come in the other day and they they really wanted to talk about their stuff. But before they wanted to talk about their stuff, they said, can we, before we start, can we ask you a question? I go, yeah. I said, is Laura getting like crazier? And I said, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. And I think it's just that you're... Uh, I'm in a season. You're living more life, yeah. Um, living more life. If that means that it, like life is getting infinitely more complex. Um, yeah. 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 I spent, I'm not even joking in that I spent about an hour yesterday with a, a pile like this thick, probably about an inch and a half thick of uh, just bills, um, oh, right hospital bills. And I just was like, I'm not sure when the deductible is going to get hit and when these bills are going to come and they're like yeah. $5, $20. But yeah. I, I can tell you that I plan on riding my bicycle for the next year. Because you can't afford gas. Yeah. So yes, I am getting nutty. I'm getting crazier. And yeah. if that means I'm just living more life, then let's go ahead and say that, Zach. Um, anyway, I'll look forward to talking about our trips when we get back. When are you going? 
I leave in a week. You wanted to talk about apologizing. Why? I, I did. Is it because you need to figure out how to apologize <laughs> to your wife for something stupid that you did? I don't know which one of us did something stupid, but I know right now we're both pretty well dug in. Um, and that is frustrating. Um, so, but yeah, I'll talk about apologizing. I had a client, I, I do this, I, I talk about this a lot in my sessions. People are like, how, is, how do you apologize? And I was like, um, go back and listen to episode three of Marriage Therapy Radio. It's the very, it's like, I, I'm almost afraid to go listen to it. I think it, we probably recorded it in my house. Remember those first couple episodes where we were just testing everything and we were like in the front room and Jason was in the room with us and just we were testing like, to make sure. Yeah. Is this how it works? And how are we going to do that? And how, but anyway, mm -hmm. yeah, the, like the third episode we did was called How to Apologize. And I kind of want to revisit that. Um, I don't know, just because I'm, we're in new skin, new brains and we got new microphones. So um, Before we get there, can I ask you a question? Because I can't remember if I if I mentioned this to my clients or if I actually said on the podcast um, this phrase. Because you you said I don't know, I don't know if I need to apologize. I don't know if she needs to apologize. And I had a client that actually said this to me, and I asked him for permission. I said, "Can I use this on the podcast?" Um, so he said yes, which was wonderful. But um, it was all about de-escalating and trying to figure out where the two of you went wrong. So if you notice yeah. like there's tension between you and your partner and you're kind of unsure, like what's going on here? I don't understand where this is coming from. He is a prison guard. Have I told you about this? No. Oh, okay. So he's, he's a prison guard. And so all he does all day long is work on de-escalation yeah. <laughs> mostly. Yeah. And he said, my dad taught me this phrase. And the phrase is that he, if he notices that something's going on and he's unclear as to what happened, he says, have I disrespected you in some way? And that works really well with, with the, the, I don't think they call them inmates. There's another terminology that he used that I think is a little more, uh, guests. Yes. He used that with his guests. Um, have I disrespected you or, um, misunderstood you in some way is the phrase that he uses. And I was like, that is flipping brilliant because mm -hmm. especially using the word disrespect, I don't hear very many women come to me and say, I'm really angry because I feel disrespected but I hear that so much from men. And since mm. his, most of his, I think all of his guests are uh, men, yeah. he, he says, disrespect you. But I also really like that he throws in the misunderstood you in some way. So if you are unclear with you or Rebecca, I would say, well, Zach, maybe you should go to Rebecca and say, have I misunderstood you or disrespected you in some way? Because I would love to be able to fix that. Yeah, I'm not ready to do that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And I oh. definitely did not have access to that last night when we, when it happened. The you thing about last night is it happened like in uh, the whole fight was maybe, maybe 12 seconds. Mm. Like we both flooded so fast. And uh -oh. I think, I think I definitely disrespected her and misunderstood her. And mm. I also know that she disrespected me and misunderstood me. And so now the question is, how do you break that stalemate? Right? Like it's yeah. really, it's like, I... Yeah, it's pretty frustrating. Well, but you're not flooded right now. No, hmm. but I'm busy. No, I don't think you are. <laughs> and I'm planning to be busy for most of the afternoon, at least until she leaves. <laughs> and this, folks, is why you should trust us, because we've got all the answers, but sometimes we have a hard time putting it into place. No, the reason you should life. trust us is because this is real stuff that we're really working out in real time. Like I tell my clients all the time, they... Like I'll be in my office and I'll be like, well, why didn't you try this? Why didn't you try that? And how about this? And here's empathy and here's what empathy looks like. And here's what you could have said. Sure. And I'm like, you guys, hold on one second. Just so we know, 
this is my job. Like, I'm really, really good at that. I'm really, really good. Yeah. I'm a professional empathizer in this room. In this 100%, <laughs> right? Yeah. I leave yeah. this room and I, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just one of the, I'm just one of, I'm one of you. I'm one of everybody, you know? Yeah, so, totally. No, but I'm happy to talk about apologizing because I think it's actually a skill that people ought to, I, I, actually what I say is I think there's an art to apologizing. Okay. Um, and I want to, I want people to be artists, you know, like, or I want people to think creatively or think artistically about how to do relationship um, because it's not always skill. And the art <laughs> for me is uh, about it's got about two three parts. Number one is I often disabuse people of saying the words "I'm sorry." I really Can don't. You explain to me what the word "disabuse" means because it's not one that I hear very often, and I want to make sure I'm clear on what that means. It means I, t I discourage them from using it. I, I say if you have this notion in your head, I want to disabuse you of that notion. I want to take that notion away from you. I want I want you Ugh. to not use it. Um, yeah. And listen, some. For some people, those two words, I'm sorry, are very important. They're a very critical part of any apology. But I I start this conversation by removing it as a requirement because, because of three things. Number one is, if you think about the words, I'm sorry, and if I'm just saying it like in my life, what is the what is most often the very next word that will come out of my mouth? I'm sorry, for, next word. Well, for, for that'd be great. Because... Well, it's but. Mm, that's out of your mouth. <laughs> well, I, don't, I think it. it's. I think it's out of. I mean, I think it's a very common. I mean, I I'll ask the clients this, and they'll go, but they'll go, oh, well, he'll say, I'm sorry, but, and then mm -hmm. I I'm oh, here's the deal, but the word but exists to diminish whatever came before it. Hundred percent. So it, that's that's what that's its purpose in grammar is to make the phrase that comes before but less important than the phrase that comes after but. Um, I really like what you said. Like, I'm sorry for, or I'm sorry that those things take ownership, but actually relieves yourself of ownership and says, the thing I'm about to say is actually more important. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, okay. but you went first, or I'm sorry, but I didn't mean it, or I'm sorry, but even if you think about that, I didn't mean it, but I'm sorry, mm -hmm. flips it over, right? Like you just have to, I think you have to put it in its right, the proper place. I think you can even use and, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. and-, and. I didn't mean it, you know? So mm -hmm. let me, let me finish this. And I don't want to hear what you have to say. Then the other thing about, I'm sorry that I really don't like is often when people say, I'm sorry, they have to grapple with the notion that they're wrong. Yes. I'm sorry equals I'm wrong. And I don't think you have to, I don't think apologizing has to mean that you're wrong. Right. And I don't think you have to be wrong to apologize. I think you can apologize even if you weren't wrong. Because something disrupted the relationality, something disrupted the ability to be in a, in like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, like a peaceful relationship or a, whatever, something, something broke it. It doesn't mean it was wrong. It just means it was broken. I think of an apology, like you said, um, I use this when I explain validating that an apology and validating for me are very similar in that it's simply acknowledging that somebody else is having an experience yeah. and you yeah. are acknowledging their experience. Yeah. I think of that as validating as well. To validate somebody else's experience costs you nothing. Right. To apologize for someone else's experience costs yeah. you nothing. So, uh, well, and, and though people don't want to hear, I'm sorry that you're hurt. I'm sorry right. that that hurt you. I'm sorry mm -hmm. that that, 
you know, um, I'm sorry so, that you took offense to what I said. Right. So let me, let me, let me click this last one and then let's talk about validation. Um, the last thing I don't like about the word sorry is if you think about things that are actually sorry, flowers that haven't been watered on your table for a week or two or dogs that are shivering out on the front porch, like they're, they're pathetic. Right. And Mm. Sorry, I don't know. I just, I, so I want people to, if they're going to use that, that phrase or that word, I want them to really know what they're saying, you know? Okay. Not I'm wrong, not I'm pathetic and not, but something else, but actually own what they mean. And that's where this next part comes in about the sort of the art, which includes validation for sure. What did you tell me a little bit earlier? You saw you saw a sign oh, or a phrase or something? I think I was listening to, maybe I was re. oh, you know what it was? I was listening to my book, uh, The Great Alone. Um, and it, they referenced, I think it's a song lyric. And it was, uh, let's see here, love is never, never having to say you're sorry. Something right. like that. Um, which I, I had a moment of pause. And I don't do that very often. Like I am pretty numb when I'm listening to books or watching a show or whatever. Like things don't strike me. But that one stuck with me. And I was like, that could not be any farther, further or farther. Farther, further. Um, You're the English guy. Yeah, I don't know. I guess they both work. I like yeah, that you say rather. Rather. Rather than yeah. go to the. <laughs> rather, rather, rather yeah. than rather. Yeah. Rather. 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 Yeah. Um, but love means never having to say I'm sorry. And you were like, nope, that's not how it works. No, mm -mm, that couldn't be. Farther, farther from the truth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I say something that's been on my mind because this came up? I think in it's session. actually further from the truth. Further from the truth. It's not One farther. One has to do with distance. Father. It's further from the truth. Yeah. I know my expertise, and it is not the English language. In case you're wondering. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, w you started talking about. I'm sorry, but. For and sure. talking about how it's important to follow up with maybe an and, I'm sorry, and, mm -hmm. um, but making sure that you are not uh, discounting. Well, I don't, again, I don't even really like, I'm sorry, but if it's going to be a word that comes next, right. it ought to be It better be for, something other than but. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about I'm sorry for, because I, I was having clients uh, validate each other this week. And what they kept saying was, I hear you. Uh -huh. I understand you. Uh -huh. I hear you. And I paused and I was like, what do you hear? Like if somebody <laughs> said to me, I hear you, I understand you. I need to know that you under, what do you understand? Or if somebody comes to me and says, I'm sorry, I'll say, what are you sorry for? Like, Oof. I need to hear the words explicitly clear. So I made them pause and I said, what do you hear coming out of your partner's mouth? What do you understand is their experience? What are you sorry for? What are you acknowledging that your partner is experiencing if this is an apology? What are you acknowledging that your partner is experiencing or what are you taking responsibility for? I acknowledge mm -hmm. that you're hurt. I take responsibility for being or contributing to that pain. Mm -hmm. Whether it was intentional or not, I contributed to that experience that you're having. Yeah. And yeah. so, yes, exactly. A hundred percent. And, and, and I always label this with like, like sort of three letters, R E C. And the first one is exactly what you're describing. Recognize it. Recognition. The okay. thing that you're describing that hurt you, it actually happened. Yeah. The thing that you, the thing that you're saying is troubling, like that, like, yes, that, mm -hmm. that's true. Um, you might even add, I did it. Like, 
sort of like, yeah, I did that. That thing that you're describing, I did that. Um, because, you know, we, there's the, the, the idea of gaslighting gets a lot of fuel these days. Oh, that was an accident at gaslighting and fuel, but like, it's a lot of energy this way, but it's, it's literally like this idea that your reality isn't real. The mm -hmm. thing you're describing didn't happen. And I'm yeah. saying, nope, do the opposite. Just recognize that the thing that the person is upset about, it actually happened. That's like yeah. part number, that's part one. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I raised my voice at you. Yeah. And I, and I used a, I said a name and I got upset too fast or yeah, I didn't get home on time. And yes, mm -hmm. you're right. I, I did say that I was going to be here at six and I got here at six 30 or yeah, I totally did um, forget to take the garbage out or whatever it was, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, it, yeah, that's number one. I think the number two is the thing that you're describing as validation. The word I've used is empathize. So validate or empathize. Yeah. Which is to go, and yeah, I, I, I'm sure that was upsetting. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that if it happened to me, I'd be upset. Mm -hmm. If you if you said you were going to be here at six and you got here at 630, I, I know that would bother me, especially if you didn't call. You know, just sort of recognize that that, that the feeling that the, that the person is having because of the thing that happened, you get it. That's, a, that's reasonable, yeah. you know? Yeah. What if it's not reasonable? Here's the thing that a lot of people Who gets get to decide? stuck on. Well, I mean, the the piece that a lot of folks get stuck on, especially I will say if it's gendered, is a lot of times the man will say, I'm having a hard time empathizing with my with my wife because she overreacts. And man, there is nothing that will get under my skin more than the the phrase overreacts because it's placing judgment or like that your partner should be within some sort of, I don't know, uh, I'm holding my hands like some kind of a barrier. Like these are acceptable emotions given what's going going on, right? Like it's unacceptable that you would get upset to that degree. And so well, the whole terminology of overreacting pisses me off like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, I think though that this is we did an episode a little while ago about feelings, um, I guess. But the the um, I thought that episode was called Laura Heck in Therapy while she weeps <laughs> and we record it. Yeah. I think there's, I think you can empathize with what somebody's feeling without empathizing with how they reacted to those feelings. Okay. I think it's say, yeah, seems like you were really upset. Mm -hmm. I would be upset. I get upset too. I don't mm -hmm. get upset and overreact or lose my temper or throw things or pout, but I do, I can understand that that's upsetting. Yeah. You know? And even well, if it's, so I mean, even if you have to raise the ceiling a little bit and like be a little less specific, I know that when I have an expectation that doesn't get met, I get sad too. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be like, I know when you don't take the garbage out exactly when you say you are, I also flip my lid. Yeah. That is, you don't have to empathize with the actual like sort of reaction as much as just say, there's, there's, I get it. Mm. And I, and presumably, you know, your partner well enough to know that like, I get, I get why you would react that way. This yeah. is the thing that you've been saying a million times or this, your dad never took out the garbage or, you know, you're your ex-boyfriend cheated on you. And so every time I'm late by half an hour, you, I get it. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're unfaithful. It just means that you're, you're aware enough of, of what's going on inside your partner that you can give them a little mm -hmm. bit of grace. That's where I pause a lot of times with clients and I'll say something like, Hey, um, you know, your partner a lot better than I do. Mm -hmm. but I love that given phrase. What you know about your partner and what they're describing, like, you know, do you, how do you feel or what do you think your partner's probably experiencing or feeling given yeah. what you know about them? Yeah. And they can tap into so many assumptions of what they know about their partner that, and, yeah. and then I say, cool, now 
how do you think like they're responding to that? Well, yeah, yeah of course they would be upset. They, yeah. They've been working really hard on this and it makes a lot of sense that they'd be upset about it. I'm like, great, lead with that, empathize with that. Um, I just think empathy can sometimes be really hard when people start to try and tap into how they would respond to something or how they would react. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's being able to say that makes sense to me that you would have that experience given your history in the way that you, you know, go through this world. It's not your turn yet to talk about how you're feeling. You're still apologizing. Okay. So I don't want to get too lost because I've interjected a lot and I know you're trying to teach REC. So recognition is R and that's, uh... Just recognizing that the thing happened. It happened. Yeah. Okay. Information. Yeah. I, I understand data. what you're describing. Yeah. I That's, did come yeah. home late. I was there. Yeah. Yeah. And that, again, I haven't fallen on my sword and said, yeah, I totally did let you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally did fail by coming home an hour, a half an hour late. Yeah. You just say, yeah, I did. I came home at half an hour late. And yeah. that, I that didn't pick bothered up the phone you. when you called. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. I did go to bed without kissing So I didn't say I'm I, wrong. I didn't right? say I'm pathetic. I said, the thing that you're describing, it happened. It did happen. Got it. And I have empathy for that because I know, even if you have to raise the altitude and go, I know that when I think you're going to be here, I know when people tell me one thing and they do something else, that that's, that puts me off balance. Mm-hmm. Or rather than talking about yourself, I would say, I know that it hurts your feelings. Yeah. I know that your feelings get hurt. I know that you feel lonely when you don't have physical connection before you go to bed. Totally. And, you know, I did go to bed and I didn't kiss you goodnight. Or I know that when I don't pick up the phone, you are really disappointed or you feel really lonely or you feel rejected. I know that that's an experience that you have. Yeah. Okay. And then the, and then the last one C is some commitment to change. Got it. Like, I don't want you to feel that way or I'm going to, I'm going to do better in the future with my setting my alarm to leave on time or I'm going to, I'm going to try and remember to kiss you goodnight or, or you know, just some articulation, some, some, uh, sort of accountability or commitment to, to changing behavior. Because another complaint I hear a lot about apologies is I, well, he apologizes, but nothing ever changes. Mm -hmm. So you got to put yourself on the hook and say, yep, that's the thing I'm going to work on. Yes. You can count on me to do that. Yes. I can, I'm going to try and do better in the future. Ooh, okay. Again, I'm going to go back to this. Be specific. This is something that happened with my husband and I when we first met. He was great. He's always been great at apologizing, but he would always end with, I can do better or I'll do better Uh, next time. mm -hmm. And again, I'm like, be specific because those empty promises, just flat phrases, platitudes, is that what they call them? I don't know. Good job. Oh, thank you. I also learned that from a book this week. Um, it's the platitude of people when, when people say, I'm sorry for your loss. I'm like, and again, <laughs> like another just empty flat statement that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But I would say, be specific. If you say, I'll do better, how will you do better? What specifically will you be working on? Or um, I'll, I'll work on that. What are you going to work on? How are you yeah. going to work on it? Just yeah. be more specific. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. So I think if you do that, if you recognize, empathize and commit, you can apologize really well without ever saying, I'm sorry, without ever being wrong, without ever being pathetic, without having to, to do your thing first. I'm sorry, but, and if those two words come in there, I'm sorry, great, but don't have an apology that is absent. Those three things, recognition, empathy, and commitment. Yeah. So that's, that's my main thing. And then incidentally, Mm -hmm. I also think there's an art to receiving an apology. 
and this is a little, it's a little faster and it's really simple. There's two parts. Somebody apologizes to you in whatever concept, in whatever context, part one is very, very easy. Do you know what Thank it is? You. Thank you. Yep. Thank I know you for apologizing. this because you have, a, you have received my apologies before in just yeah. this way. Thank you for saying that. And Thank you. I really appreciate it. That, that yep. means a lot to me. I, I yeah. know that cost you. I know that, that, I know that that was an effort. I know that you listened to the podcast and you did that. It means thank you. Thank yeah. you. Part two can be A or B. 2A could be no problem. Water under the bridge, I forgive you. Let's mm -hmm. go get some ice cream. It's the right? reconnection piece, right? Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just, yeah, this is over. We're done. It's good. Yep. 2B could be, thank you. I still need time. Yeah. I still need to see the change happen. I still need you to understand this part. The, all of that is, is you still get to ask for what you need, but within the context of gratitude and, and intention to repair, right? We've talked a lot of times about how repair attempts, like the failure of repair attempts is really problematic. Mm -hmm. um, so partners who are receiving an apology, they also have a responsibility which is to accept it, maybe forgive, but if they're not ready to forgive or forget at the moment, go ahead and name the thing that you need in a, right. in a gentle way, you know, yeah. don't say, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you, fine. Thank you for saying that, but I still need you to take out the garbage. Like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about yeah. what do you yet still need to get back to point a, which is mm -hmm. we're good. It's just over. Thank you so much. Like I think that we're, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I like that I like that it's not just a thank you for the apology and then I'm going to go back to stonewalling now but it's like yeah. here's what I actually need here I might need a little bit of time to process this or I might need this next step um in order for you to commit to change or uh you know maybe I need to I need to feel some physical connection I like the words are great but now I need the uh -huh. physical connection I might need to like have a good snuggle with you or whatever it might be yeah but I like or, that you know the thing that I'm most likely to say Zach is I I just need some more time like I need I need time I'll, I'll be fine I'll get over myself right but I need I need time I, thank you for saying that and yeah now just leave me alone. And I, like, when I come back, I'll be good. And that's just what I know about myself and what I know about my, the kind of the way I, I process yeah. apology is I'm pretty quick. I'll, I'll be like, yeah, no problem. But the reality is I do need time. Yeah, absolutely. So, so will you do me a favor and will you start, just test this out with Rebecca when you no. are ready to be the bigger man? No, I and won't. say, have I disrespected you or misunderstood you? In I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait her out. <laughs> Sorry, I'm putting, I'm taking off my podcast expert hat and putting back on my. I'm still really like pretty, pretty angry hat. Man, that's I the know. thing is like, how many people Messy. wait until they're no longer angry to then try and repair with their partner? And this is where I see a lot of tension. Well, let, let, let me, let me be really honest right now. If I, if I got off this call with you and I went over to where she is and started to try and have the conversation, I'm probably still flooded enough that I would screw it up. Really? Yeah, I think so. You just spent an entire 35 minutes saying mm -hmm. a lot of very logical, smart things to me, which makes yeah. me think that you are not flooded. I think I'm you're just really, right really good at wearing different hats. <laughs> I'm really good at compartmentalizing. <laughs> but I will say that you still can have a great conversation with your partner 
when you're not flooded, right? Like, so step one, if you're flooded, which by the way, I'm telling you all, Zach is not flooded. We know he's not flooded because his heart rate's not at 100 beats per minute. You don't know that. He's using his prefrontal cortex. I know this about you. I've seen you flooded and you are not flooded right now. But you don't have to wait until you're no longer angry. Anger is okay and you can still be angry and have an, an apologetic conversation, an understanding conversation. You can initiate repair even when you're angry. But I think that a lot of people wait it out and they wait until they're no longer angry because it's a scary emotion. But I'm telling you that Mm -hmm. you can be angry and have a kind, gentle conversation with your partner. I promise to repair before I go to Ireland. Okay. (laughs) So I have like a month. One month for you to sit and stew. No, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We both just need to cool off. I think we both have brought too much of our own like extraneous stuff into that moment. It was late. It was like 11 o'clock, 1130. My clients would come in and they would say yeah. 12 seconds blew up the next 48 hours of our oh, lives. Oh yeah. No, no, no. That's, that's where we're at. Like, that, and There is not. I, we'll yeah, find our I way back. You, but yeah, it was about 12 seconds. Yeah. I tell you yesterday when I was like, hey, you'd be so proud of me. Oh, podcast listeners, by the way, you'd be so proud of me. I had a solid weep and like I let it out and all I could hear was Zach being like, and by the way, like my, my eye is twitching like crazy. This has been a thing in like the last few months, but yeah, uh, I was sobbing, sobbing, sobbing. And I was thinking about you, but I also was thinking about how Sweet. you just like life is precious. And I don't, Zach, you may not have 48 hours to just sit and stew. Oh, get over it and repair with your wife faster. Okay. Thank you. All right. Let's land this plane. I got to go fix an eyeball here. Right on. Yeah. Hey, that workshop's looking pretty cool. Thank you for that. Uh, We're looking forward to hanging out with you guys. I think you probably have already started your workshop by the time this episode comes out. Oh, yeah. Um, But we're still on the hunt for five-star reviews. If you haven't done that, I'm going to keep telling you. We got about 70 or 80 since no way. we started. Yeah. So you guys are doing good and I appreciate it, but we still have a long way to go. So uh, go over to Apple Podcasts, take care of that. And marriagetherapyradio.com. Should take, I read them? No, they're all positive. They're all they're great. All positive? People are, people are um, well, one lady, I think accidentally hit four stars and then she wrote like the most amazing thing. <laughs> so I, I'm, I forgive her, but, um, but yeah, no, the, the, we appreciate you and, um, uh, yeah, we'll land this plane and we'll talk to you next week. We got a bunch of cool uh, interviews coming up, so that'll help us get through the the many travels of Zach and Laura. Many travels, Zach and Laura. Okay, goodbye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. The fall series starts on September 13th. That's on Wednesday evenings for you and your partner to join me for about 75 minutes. We will go through one of the seven principles every week. It's an opportunity to dig in. If maybe you don't have an entire weekend that you can dedicate to Zach and Laura, we can do it once a week over the fall. We also have space still available in our fall intensive. That's October 20th and 21st. You can find information about that by going to our website, marriagetherapyradio.com and clicking at the top, it says workshops. Register early so we can get your uh, materials out to you nice and early and also to secure your seat because we will cut registration off um, if we fill up. So thanks so much for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. 
Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.